in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other once scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh. Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. I mean, it's just that kind of day. Welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And of course, you can see our beautiful faces everywhere on the YouTube. Well, you can see my face if I move my microphone just a little bit. There we go. Uh, Why do we even bother planning a show? I don't We had all these things planned. We were going to do training camp previews. And then in the last hour, everybody went holiday weekend and we're done. We we want to break things right now. It's weird. It's weird how things like that work. But yes, uh, we've got breaking news in the NBA. Kevin Durant wants out of Brooklyn. He has requested a trade and Sean Marks is working with Kevin Durant and his agent to try to find a trade partner. Pretty sure there's you know, 29 other teams in the NBA right now going, you know what, we can make this work. Or at least we can try to figure out a way to make it work. And that's absolutely true. And I'm just going to sit back and say my favorite phrase, I told you so. Uh Everybody, well, Kyrie Durant, Kyrie Irving off to the end, they're all coming back. Or maybe it's none of them, That which is what I've heard I have said, and I never backed off of the Kyrie Irving. I mean, I mean, I would have expected Kyrie Irving trade. Sure. Well, Kyrie Irving's Kevin not Durant. coming back. Kyrie Irving's not coming back without Kevin Durant. This team is about to get absolutely incinerated. Mm-hmm. They'll get a whole lot of draft picks from somebody, though. The question is who. Yeah, I don't. know. I mean, name me a palatable spot that he could go to. That that actually has the assets to acquire him. But is Kevin Durant not a player that your franchise immediately changes once he enters the building? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm not saying who would want him. That's uh, check all. Mm-hmm. The problem is who's actually going to have the assets to oh. entice Brooklyn. And I have a funny feeling you're going to know who it is quite possibly before the show's over. San Antonio Spurs, they have a lot of draft picks now. I, I, I can't tell you who it is. <laughs> I can't tell you who it is. I can tell you who it ain't. It ain't going to be San, San Antonio. Antonio. Okay. All right. The The Suns are allegedly a preferred destination of his. Wow. DeAndre Ayton. Uh, by the way. Your, your phone call to Brooklyn. Yeah, by the way, you remember that thing I said of DeAndre Ayton's new, the, the, the most likely place he could land is the Brooklyn Nets? Yep. There you go. Figured it out. Yep, just found a way to make that happen. I just figured out how that's going to work. I've heard the whole tale of they could center a package around Joe Harris. And they could package one around me, too. I don't necessarily think that's going to entice anyone. I mean, the the NBA news cycle uh, has has paid off pretty well uh, on the first day of free agency and the hours running up to 
Unfortunately for the Charlotte Hornets, not not good news. No, as Miles Bridges gets uh, you know arrested and charged with felony domestic violence in L.A. And I'm going to make a sweeping declaration, and I I could be wrong. He ain't going to be a Charlotte Hornet three months Hell from now. No, he won't because be. somebody's still going to give him max money. Mm-hmm. I have heard that there was a hesitation to pay him max money anyway because they didn't feel like he was a max player. And Michael Jordan is absolutely dedicated to not paying the tax. Yep. This is going to be a wild two hours. I have a Will funny feeling. Will the Brooklyn feeling. Nets take Gordon Hayward? No. Uh, <laughs> stop that. Can we that's get Kevin Durant to come to the Queen City? Yeah, that's, that's not how this is going. That's the big question that we all want to know. Kevin Durant has requested a trade. From the Brooklyn Nets, breaking news earlier uh, this afternoon in the college football world being reported that USC and UCLA want to leave the Pac-12. They have not notified the league yet. That they it's not leave. done yet. And they still have to apply, which is <laughs> a big joke. Yeah, I, I think yeah. you'll be fine. Uh, hey. Uh, That's wh- kind of like applying to Florida. I, you know what? I think you're going to get in. Right. Do you have a pulse? Uh, yes. In. That's like if there was a show host opening for someone here on ESPN Asheville and Mike Golick happened to put his uh, application in. Yeah, I think we'll take it. I think I, I think we'll give you the job. Nobody else is needed. And to me, that is the bigger story of the day. You know, the Kevin, Kevin Durant? Absolutely. And I don't think oh. it's all that close. Because this the Kevin Durant thing is too obvious. I mean, I, I'm not trying to say I told you. Well, yeah, I am. I, that's actually exactly <laughs> what I'm trying to tell I told you this two days ago. Everybody lost their minds about Kyrie Irving. This was never going any other way. When they didn't fire Steve Nash, you should have known. And if you didn't know, you should have listened to me as I was telling you. There's no going back here somebody has to go mm-hmm. and if the somebody wears a jersey it's going to be both somebody's okay so Kyrie Irving opts back uh, opts into his player option for this year which meant absolutely nothing and I tried to tell you that mm-hmm. and that's metaphoric you all right, the people right, that right. lost their minds of well Kyrie's coming back to Brooklyn now no he was never leaving 30 million dollars on the table but I don't know I'm, and you know is what? This, you can tell this, me I'm out of my mind. It, I will tell you right now with no new information since this came out, the likeliest spot that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant land is still the LA Lakers. And it's not even close. Oh, you think they both go? If you're Brooklyn, Together. you have to look at this and go, okay, you've made it clear now that, that you want out of here. So you want to go to, to Phoenix. Woo. Yay. Mm-hmm. G- good for you. What are they going to give you? DeAndre Ayton, who is a depressed asset, he's a good player, but he's a center in the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like being the best typewriter. Uh, I mean, good for you, but that's not really how we do things anymore. Miami's the other one. Anytime this happens, you have to look at Miami and go, they'll find a way because Pat Riley just does that. <laughs> but you got to worry about the money. You got to match the money in the NBA as well. And. That seems like it would be very difficult to do, especially for a team to take on both Kyrie Irving and KD. Uh, oh, it's real easy. If you're the LA Lakers, it's real easy. Uh, buy Anthony Davis, buy Ky- or uh, Russell, Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. And one year from thinking- now, if you're the, well, and if you're the Brooklyn Nets, you have to look at it as a year from now. You have Ben Simmons and Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Are they the stars you want? No. But if you're not careful, you're going to wind up with 
a, a hodgepodge potpourri of not great. I mean, if they screw this up, they will be the eighth, ninth, tenth best team in the East. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you away that you wind up with Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, and yes, you have to deal with Russell Westbrook for a year. You're, sorry, you're stuck with it. At least you have a building block. At least you have two stars. And I think you could still, in theory, find a way to get DeAndre You still consider Ben Simmons a star, even though he hasn't played in over a year? Is he a top 25 player in the NBA? Yeah, probably. There you go. Yeah, probably. You still wind up with two of those guys? Yeah. Is that better than Trey Young and Deontay Murray? By the way, thanks for breaking that news. 37 seconds after we got off the air. (laughs) Uh, And I like it. I, I, I do. I like it for Atlanta. I don't know why. Why not? What's the biggest problem that Atlanta has? At least in my opinion, the biggest problem Atlanta has is the Trey Young show, and he's got nobody else. Well, the problem I mean, is you. Well, well, now you have two guards that are neither one of them play great off the ball. Yeah, but I feel like Trey Young's game. He can, he can tailor his game to play off the ball oh how many uh, how many players in the nba hit less pick and pop threes last year than trey young well it's because he's uh, always got percentage. the ball in his hands um, yeah but, but now he doesn't have to he's the only guy that could bring the ball up the court for the atlanta hawks before and now you got deontay murray who's going to bring the who can bring the ball up the court trey can play off the ball both of them are great at uh at pick and rolls you know, Deontay's not – it's it's not going to be Deontay. Deontay Murray is not the off-ball guy. No, because he can't shoot. No! I mean, he so, shoots like 30-something percent. And, and that's kind of my problem is that it's I, – I just – okay. It's, I mean, it's fine. you got two talented players. Mm-hmm. Yippee. But can Trey Young become more what, you know, Steph Curry is? <laughs> I've heard that comparison can so many beca- times. I'm, I'm, no. not, I'm not saying he's going to be as good of a shooter or anything like that, but what I'm saying is, I mean, Steph Curry's a point guard, but he also plays off the ball a lot. And I think Trey can do that. Trey's a sharpshooter enough to be able to do that. Now, he's never done it before because everywhere he's gone, he's had the ball. When he was obviously growing up and going through high school and AAU, it's the Trey Young show. Uh, same thing at Oklahoma, same thing since he's been in Atlanta, but now you've got another guard that can handle the ball and maybe, maybe he's, he switches more to that shooting guard role. What? The Brooklyn Nets just traded a first round pick for Royce O'Neal. Why? I don't know. I don't know. If you're watching the YouTube stream, that's why I just turned my head like a dog looking at the answering machine. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> This is one of the weirdest days every year. In our YouTube comments, Tyler Cunningham said, oh, wait, is the NBA finally getting popular news outside of the finals? The NBA offseason yeah. is better than the finals, and it's not even kind of close. Oh, absolutely. There, this, The NBA gets about three days, and it's right here, where superstars start moving, and that's interesting. And we're like, oh, well, that's fun. We'll not watch that in the, in the wintertime. Right. Yay. This is the best part of the NBA season. No doubt. It's right. not even close. Right. So the trade with Atlanta and the San Antonio Spurs, Deontay Murray, 25-year-old all-star, goes to the Atlanta Hawks. Their backcourt is one of the best in the NBA now. They've apparently held on to John Collins, which I thought was 
weird. Don't get attached to that. You don't think so? That deal can Trust still change? Me. Trust okay. me. Okay. All right. So there's a feeling. There yeah, grumblings. I had a feeling about Deontay Murray yesterday, too. You did. I literally called the trade almost to the you number. Did. The only thing that changed was the player. Thought they were going to get a young guy. You even that. said the Atlanta Hawks were going to get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had heard that. A, I had heard that a few. So hours. kudos to you for that. Uh, you know, it's just I I like this part of the NBA season more than anything. Oh no doubt, this is better than anything that happens on the court in the NBA, and it's and, not even all that. And close. now the Kevin Kevin Durant sweepstakes begins. Who is going to end up with Kevin Durant? And I'm sure this will be a large topic on tomorrow's show as well as we all digest what has happened but the breaking news this afternoon kevin durant has requested a trade from the brooklyn nets and uh, gm sean marks is reportedly working with kd and his agent to find a trade partner now in the college football news which also we'll be talking about on tomorrow's show usc the trojans and the ucla bruins both want to move from the pac-12 into the big 10 this is, I, I mean, it's lesser news than when Texas and Oklahoma decided to leave the Big 12. I disagree with you. Really? I disagree with you. No. Nah. This is the start. You mark my words that I said this. Okay. This is the start of we have a power five right now, right? Mm-hmm. There's only going to be four, and I'll say it happens in the next 12 months. Okay. And if you're an ACC fan, you should be. You should be going Ralph Wiggum on the bus right now of, I'm in danger. Yes. I don't know about in danger, but you're definitely behind the eight ball. I mean, ACC is already behind the eight ball when it comes to star power in the power five, when it comes to revenues in the power five, all of that. But I think the bigger news to me was Texas and Oklahoma. That's what started all of this. The SEC was already clearly head and shoulders better than every conference in college football yes that didn't change with texas and oklahoma did it make them more formidable yes Mm -hmm. and if you remember when that happened i said you mark my words this is not over we've done this this will be the third time we've done this where we just completely realigned college football i'm not gonna say this will be the final one this will be the most drastic and now if you're a if you're a team that's in a weird situation I think there are a handful of those in the ACC. I think there are a handful of the, and by a handful, I mean one in the Pac-12. And then on the opposite side of the coin, there are some teams that you should feel really unsettled as to where you fit. Louisville and Florida State are the two that have never made sense to me. Why are you not in the SEC? Mm-hmm. But we have this bylaw that says we can't put teams from the original charter if they're in the same state. Right. Mm, I don't think they care. I think we've officially gotten to the point of we don't care. Maybe not. And Florida State and, and Louisville are unattached. They're not ACC schools. Mm-hmm. Old school ACC people will tell you they haven't even ingratiated Florida State yet, and they moved in in the early 90s. Right. Louisville just feels like the forgotten child. They're still the second most powerful entity in the ACC. I know that's going to rub some people the wrong way because we're in North Carolina. Your basketball revenue is cute. It's not even in the ballpark of what football does. Mm -hmm. Louisville is the second highest revenue generating sport program in the ACC. Clemson is close, but Clemson is more of a historic ACC school. Mm -hmm. 
I'm looking at this move going, the arms race has started. It had started with Texas and Oklahoma. Those were the two bells of the ball. Right. They were never going anywhere but the SEC. It didn't make any sense. True. They could flirt with the Pac-12. It doesn't make any sense. Mm -mm. The TV money's not close. And I, we talked, this has been several weeks ago now, of USC is one of the prettiest girls left at the ball. Yes. And somebody's going to make them realize the money that you're getting in the Pac-12 is at best a quarter of what you would get in one of these other conferences. Mm Mm-hmm. So now they've taken it. Especially in the Big Ten, where all of the programs make massive money. I mean, aside from the cellar dwellers. I mean, looking at Rutgers, namely. But everybody in the Big Ten makes massive amounts of money. And it's, it's you know, TV contracts are better, all of that. So You make yeah. crazy money in the SEC and the Big 12 just by being alive. Mm-hmm. I pulled this because that's what we were originally going to open with before Kevin Durant decided to turn us all cattywampus. Of the top 20 revenue-generating schools in the country, how many of them are not in the SEC or the Big Ten? Three. It's two. Two? Two. Wow. It's Florida State and Louisville. That's it. There aren't others. The The, the heavy hitters, we, we already know what that is. Mm-hmm. The question is, of the Big Ten, or the, the Big 12, the Pac-12, and the ACC, one of you's not surviving this. There's not enough teams, and I think you can kind of see where all this is aligning, that every one of these is going to have 16-team conferences. Yep. You're going to have four 16-team conferences by the time this is done. Mm-hmm. And somebody's going to get left out in the cold, sitting on the sidewalk going, well, but, but we were friends. <laughs> we were friends before. And that's my biggest question. How long is it before one of these heavy hitter conferences? The adding of schools is is – obviously the, the mo of the day mm-hmm. who's the first one to kick a school out it's coming i'm telling you it's coming because there are at least two schools in both of those conferences that don't make any sense mm-hmm. and you could replace them with somebody that's going to make you more money and that's where we're at you're in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville, 92.9 fm 880 am and 1400 At Ingalls, we know that big dreams don't always make it to the big leagues. But we also know that baseball, it's family. It's about building character. And as sure as there'll be some stumbles on that journey from first to home, we'll be right there cheering you on. This is baseball. And this is who we are. Ingalls. We're with you every step of the way. Fans of the Sportsocracy, it's time for the 4th of July Summer Sales Event at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Great prices on new and used vehicles, and they're paying top dollar for your trade. Our friends at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville are paying an extra $250 for your used vehicle just to show their love for fans of our show. Mention this ad and tell them the Sportsocracy sent you. Visit them online at AndersonNissan.com at their 629 Brevard Road location, or give them a call 365-1663. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. And welcome back into the Ingalls studio here on ESPN Asheville. We are always brought to you by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices. Love the savings. Uh, don't forget also, um, 
you can get $250 on a trade-in right now on top of what your trade-in is valued at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville just for mentioning the sportocracy. We are family of theirs. They are family of ours. And we want to make you family of theirs. They will give you $250 extra on your trade just for mentioning that you heard on the sportocracy about Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville. We have a super chat in the YouTube stream. You want to get in on the conversation in the stream, just go to the sportocracy.com, click on the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That gets you into the chat. If you pay for a super chat, we will highlight it on this here program as long as it's uh, FCC, you know, worthy. We can't see the, say the wordy nerds. Uh, but yeah. tomorrow we do have uh, uh, an update on that. Armchair commentary, our, uh, our faithful candidate says uh has kevin durant finally gotten a bad rep or is this just the way the league is now i think kevin durant my opinion is that he's had a bad rep since he left golden state and actually my since he went to golden state and, and my argument would be that he shouldn't this is what the league is mm -hmm. the the days and i'm telling you damian lillard's on deck he's got to be looking around portland going well everything's on fire mm -hmm. this is cute this is what superstars do. You cannot win in this league anymore. I mean, look what just won. Look who just won an NBA title. Why? Because they had three. Mm -hmm. And people say, well, Andrew Wiggins isn't a, an, a, a star. He was an all-star starter. And he was incredibly good. Mm -hmm. And to me, you mix Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, you have the equivalent of two stars. Those three guys add up to two stars, and then they have a bunch of role players. So, yeah, Kevin Durant has a bad rep in this league of, well, he can't do it as the guy. Nobody can do it as the guy. Mm -hmm. Look at what we just did for two weeks with Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. We hammered Curry because he had never, he was never the guy. He was never the finals MVP. Right. Then he wins one, and what did, immediately it flipped, and we turned on Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. of, well, now Steph's won one. It, it's, that, that's the way this league works. When he went to Golden State, everybody said, oh, look at this, another super team. And then when he left Golden State, it was, oh, he's going to try to do it on his own. And he went to Brooklyn. Obviously, there was the injury year, and then it hadn't worked. It hadn't worked. Went through the James Harden, Kyrie Irving thing this year. That was too much. And now he's looking for a way out. And honestly, who can blame him? Well, this is why I always thought the LeBron James argument was stupid. It is. It, it, it's the the who's better, Michael or LeBron? Well, Michael did it with one team, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I, and this will ruffle some feathers. I guarantee you wouldn't now. No, I guarantee you wouldn't now because Scottie Pippen would have been somewhere else. Somebody else would have said that's our guy and put stars around him, and it's just not the way the league works. To me, that's always been like talking about the dynasties in the NFL, of the seventies and eighties. We didn't have free agency. Free agency didn't in earnest start in the NFL until 1992. Mm -hmm. It's a different world, and people don't like to don't like to broach this subject. But remember, Michael didn't do it on his own either. No, he had Scottie Pippen. He had Dennis Rodman for the last uh, trifecta. I mean, just stop. And I'm not even vaguely surprised that Kevin Durant looked around this and went, "I'm out." Mm -hmm. The Kyrie thing's been a disaster. James Harden didn't work out. You traded him for a malcontent in Ben Simmons, and I'm not tying myself to this for the rest of my career. Yeah, no. I am one of the top three players in the NBA, 
and I'm not going to be, you know, holding Ben Simmons's hand playing this game of he doesn't feel like playing today. Kyrie Irving, same thing. I'm not doing it. And so first chance I get, I'm taking my way out. KD says he wants to go to Phoenix or Miami. I don't know if either one of those teams can put together a package worthy enough to get him away from Brooklyn, but if they do, that's your favorite next year. Well, I mean, and the thing you got to remember, Kevin Durant will be 34 years old before he plays another game. Mm -hmm. And he's not exactly the physical specimen of, say, a LeBron James. He's just a wispy little feller. Mm -hmm. So this is probably not going to age all that well. He wants to make one last run, and I don't blame him. No. He looks at a dumpster fire in the Brooklyn Nets and goes, I'm out. But now in terms of the trade package you're talking about, every team will be interested, but it's not going to be that easy. Because Brooklyn has to look out for themselves. Some mishmash hodgepodge of trading off these two guys and getting four role players is not going to do it. Mm -mm. This is not going to be, well, we're in a role with Ben Simmons and Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin. That'll be fun. No, you got to go get a star of some kind, and there's only so many of those that you can get. Mm -hmm. One of the top free agents this year in this offseason cycle, Zach Levine. Maybe there's a uh, sign and trade deal. Hey, Chicago Bulls. I'm it, it, I'm just trying to think like that. You're would, aggressively that, because that team's irrelevant without it, Zach Levine. They're fine if they had Kevin Durant though. Okay, so you've got Durant. You have no, at that point you now have no ball handler. Don't throw Kobe White at me. I will <laughs> laugh at you out loud. <laughs> and Demar Derozan and Nikola Vucevic. Mm -hmm. You have three mismatched pieces. I like Chicago the way they are. They're not a contender in this. Okay. The ones to watch are the L.A. Lakers and the Miami Heat. Ugh. I think LA's you, the, L.A. is I, the best deal want, that you're going to get. I think I want L.A. to do it. I, I think I want L.A. to do this more than anybody because I, I just want to hear the proverbial NBA fanboys' heads explode when LeBron James ends up with Kevin Durant. Oh, that would... It, it, right. Like that would I'm power the guy, a week of this show of just me laughing at people. I'm the guy who loves to warm his hands on the dumpster fires around the sports world. You talk about a a, a dumpster fire of a scenario. All the LeBron haters who find out that oh wait, now not only is he teaming up with if if both of them go Kyrie Irving again to try to win a title, oh and they get Kevin Durant should be a lot of fun. It's time to get just a bit outside. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Now, the Colorado Avalanche are the Stanley Cup champions for this past year in the NHL. Another congratulations due to them. Um, but a Denver couple who are Colorado Avalanche fans are watching as their as their home team ended up winning the Stanley Cup. They got a huge surprise as they had the Stanley Cup. They, this wasn't one of those like, oh, we get to go see it. It's going to be on display at uh, the stadium or it's going to be at a local advertiser of the team or whatever. They had it delivered to their house. Now, it was an accident because the captain of the Colorado Avalanche lives in their neighborhood. 
and they must have addresses that are very they're very similar. similar of like one lives at 314 and one lives at 143 or something like that but it was supposed to be delivered to the home of gabriel ladiscog landiscog I, I don't know how to say his name because I don't do hockey. Armchair, phonetically in the yeah. chat. <laughs> uh, but it was supposed to go to his house, and instead it went to the home of uh, Kit Carbler and Dmitry Rudenko. And they were very, very surprised when it showed up in their driveway. That's the that's the thing that I don't get. Like, who do Somebody delivered this to their house and they just left a three-foot trophy sitting out in the driveway. They came home and discovered it and they did they they were allowed to get their picture taken with it and all of that before the before the thing was or the uh the the mistake was fixed. But could you imagine? Jeremy, what would your reaction be if somehow the 1969 Lombardi trophy wound up in your mailbox it's it's mine now it's mine now it's mine now i'm telling no one yeah it's mine now i'm pretty ah, sure i don't know where it went i'm pretty sure the colorado avalanche they, they've got a tracker or something on that thing to be able to find it yeah it's mine now uh, i don't know things get lost in the mail all the time maybe you should ask your mailman that would be uh just unbelievable to get the championship trophy delivered to your own home shane decanio and i would be great friends he was apparently a groomsman at a wedding over the weekend for Vin, Simeon, and his bride. And he got a gift for the happy couple, and he attached a card. And in the card, he, he wrote a nice little message. And on the inside of the card, it says Yankees minus one and a half, Cardinals money line, Rangers minus one and a half, Rockies plus one and a half. And underneath, he drew a little lock and put OTY, which stands for of the year mm -hmm. so the groom took this and apparently mr decanio has some of the same predilections that i do and he's pretty good at gambling so he put 50 dollars on this they all hit easily and he turned his 50 dollars into 693 dollars that is the ultimate wedding gift that's awesome can you just imagine First of all, I, I I have no less than 10 friends that I can think of off the top of my head that would do something very similar to this. You open a wedding card, and, and I'm married to the coolest woman on the planet, so she would laugh at this. I don't feel like every bride would laugh at that. I feel like someone would be like, he didn't even get us a gift. He's just he's just throwing, <laughs> throwing baseball bangers at you. Meanwhile, you're back there on, uh, on badass.com going, was it Rocky what was plus it? one and a half? We got there. Nice. Nice. That sounds, you know, that makes me wish that I could pick games. Because this is a perfect way to get out of having to spend money on somebody's wedding gift. Yeah, you're, don't do that. Uh, you, you would be the first wedding guest in the history of time to cost people money. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Here's Jets your plus lock. Seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's here's yours. Your, Jets plus seven. Here's your lock OTY, and you end up losing seven grand. <laughs> in our in our uh, YouTube comments, armchair commentary said Jeremy only wants uh, fire picks and scotch for wedding gifts. Fireball. I do like fireball. Are you a Scott? I've never seen you drink any scotch or anything like that. It's oh, just fireball. That's because you only see me out in public. 
Ah. So you sit at home with your scotch and your cigar and your books that smell of rich mahogany and... No, there are no books that smell of rich mahogany. There is a nice little humidor in my in my house that houses all of the. Not surprised all, by that at you all. You shouldn't be. Not a big scotch guy. Oh, I am. You are. Okay. I love scotch. Scotch, scotch, scotch. <laughs> Goes down, down into my belly. Uh, USC and UCLA. We thought that was going to be the story of the day before the Kevin Durant news. But USC, UCLA are apparently looking to get out of the Pac-12. And this is huge. And you can, you know, take it to the bank. This will not be the last move that gets made. Nope. And if you don't want to take it from us, take it from college football savant Dennis Dodd, who tweeted out recently after this news broke, this is the last helicopter out of Saigon. The Big Ten and SEC will be making $80 million per school. That's just per off their school. media deal. Jeez. That's just on the media deal. Mm-hmm. At least $30 million more than the next conference. By the way, I don't know who that conference is that he's claiming is, is going to be $30 million below that because none of them are close to that right mm-hmm. now. You're right. I'd check the leanings of Clemson, Florida State, and Miami right now. It's everything you need to know. I'm telling you right now, this is about to get aggressive, and you better find somebody to dance with. Mm-hmm. If the ACC doesn't find more dancing partners, I mean, obviously, they'll they'll still be a part of... So, as you said, Jeremy, the, we're about to go from a power five to the power four. Mm-hmm. And, and it there may will, be the power three. And there will be super conferences. You'll have the Big Ten... You'll have the SEC. You'll have what? The Big 12 and the Pac-12 putting together the best schools that they can? No, those two have kind of made their beds. The Pac-12 is going to probably turn into the ugliest consortium of West Coast football you've ever seen. I would say the replacements are probably something in the line of Fresno State, San Diego State, Boise State, and either Colorado State. Colorado State makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, and, and then you just look at it and go, we are what we are. On the West Coast, we'll do fine. We'll be late-night football. And you know you're going to have to replace Oregon because there's no way Oregon's clinging on to this. No. Oregon will either join USC and UCLA in the Big Ten or what? I, I, I would say it is much more likely. Think they come to the ACC? No. No. I think they settle in the Big 12. I think they settle in the Big 12, and I don't think the Big 12 is done. Hmm. So the Big 12 would possibly pick up, like, Oregon and Washington and – I mean, because that's the only hope that they really have. Well, here's the problem. If you look around the college football landscape, just like Dennis Dodd said, the Big 10 and the SEC are the, the big bad wolf in the room. Yes. There are a handful of programs that those conferences would still want looking directly at Florida State, Miami, Clemson, Louisville. There are a few others. They're almost exclusively in the ACC. Mm -hmm. There's nothing the ACC can do that puts them in that realm, which is why I think they're the one that's in the most danger. Of not existing anymore? I'm not going to say they won't exist anymore because you'll still have Carolina and Duke, and, and that will keep you 
it'll keep you relevant in basketball, which is not going to pay the bills. Right. It's just not. I mean, the highest rated basketball game of the year is Duke and Carolina year in and year out. And it very rarely ever breaks 5 million average viewers. That's not enough to pay the bills. Not when the, the CBS 330 games drawing 20 million eyeballs on average. You can't contend with that. Now, what does that look like? I don't know. And I've seen in the chat several different ideas of what the Big Tw- the, the Big 12 should have done. The Big 12 did exactly what they should have done. They grabbed a lot of assets that this is the best they have ever done. This is a huge step up for them. Cincinnati, BYU, they got a lot of, I'm not going to say sleeping giants, but schools that can nest in that 30 to 40 range. They don't have anybody that the Big Ten wants. The worst school in the Big Ten right now is Rutgers. Yes. They're not far off of the best school in the Big Ten, Big 12. Mm-hmm. Oh, it drives me crazy that those two conferences <laughs> changed their name. There was 10 in one and 12 in the other. I think the Big 12, yeah, we're right. And, and now the Big Ten becomes the Big 16. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's a revolving door now. We had the news, what, two weeks ago with the Big 12 adding all these teams this year with Houston and Cincinnati. And now, I mean, are they just going to flip on all of that and retool again? Or will they just grow with what they have? I could see them adding more. But it's not going to be the Oregons of the world. It's not going to be the Clemsons of the world. You can't entice them. All right, I'm going to use the number, and to me these are crude numbers, A, because these the, the two big ones don't have media deals that are this big yet. And the smaller ones don't have this kind of money yet. You would be leaving $30 million on the table. But, I mean, because somebody's mm-hmm. going to be interested in, in Oregon. Mm-hmm. So the question is, where does the money come from? I could see them being the catching some sweetheart deal with Papa Phil's money and, and being the, the title of the, the Big 12. You can't convince me that when the Big 10 got on the horn about this, it wasn't we want USC and we want Oregon. One way or the other, somebody didn't like something that happened because if it was going to happen, you'd know it right now. Mm-hmm. Because all you did was now Oregon's the pretty girl that's standing there by herself. Every person with an opportunity to talk to them is going to go talk to them. So that leads me to believe there's probably a move there. They're not going to stick out West. I mean, look at the Pac-10 now. The, who's the se- What is the second best program in the Pac-10 with no USC, no UCLA? Utah? I would say it's Washington. Okay. And and I'm talking for money. I don't care how good you are. Nebraska is an elite college football program, and they're awful Mm -hmm. on the field. But they print money. Nebraska is exponentially more attractive than, say, Boise State, who's drastically better than them on the field. Right. They just don't make that kind of money. They're geographically isolated. I will say... Now you look at the Big Ten, you do realize that they span this entire country now. Yeah. Piscataway, they have two schools in, yeah. in L.A. and one in Piscataway, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Travel's relevant. We're printing money. I don't care how much it costs. I don't care what it costs to get the baseball team out there. Right. Which I 
have a funny feeling they won't be getting out there very often, but <laughs> probably not. But this is the way we all thought this was going to go down, right? I mean, I I feel like you were just you were trying to be, you know, a bitter clinger onto the history of college football if you didn't think that these moves were coming after the transfer portal stuff, especially after name, image, and likeness, the TV money deal or the, the, the TV deals are just so huge these days. This was always coming. Mm-hmm. And will the ACC be the one that's left behind? They're the one in the worst shape. You have too many things that are intriguing. All right, I'm going to draw a parallel here. When you see teams win championships, what is the first thing that happens? All their assistants get pilfered. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're from a winning culture. That, yeah. The ACC has all of those attractive assistants now in an arms race mm-hmm. and no ability to keep them. I mean, yeah, you can say, here, we're not going to pay you any more money. Because that's part of this that I don't understand why people don't get this. There's only so much inventory on a Saturday. The Big Ten's going to crush that noon window. Mm-hmm. Now, with, with these additions, because you've got a USC program that there are people west of the Mississippi that haven't seen a USC game in 10 years. They play late. So you can feature them at 12 against Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State, and these are new rivalries and new things. That's going to carry you for a decade. Mm-hmm. What does that do to the ACC's noon window on ESPN? Why would I continue to pay that much for it? There's at least 25% of the audience that's not going to watch no matter who I put here. It doesn't matter. Right. Clemson and Florida State. You think people are going to tune in to watch Clemson boat race Florida State again? No. No. So the more money goes here, the less attractive I am. So yeah, the, all right, say the media deals at the $50 million that Dennis Dodd's saying it is. It's not going to be for long. Mm-hmm. Clemson knows that. They know it just as well as I do. Florida State knows that, and they're not attached to this conference in the least. They've been treated as an outsider for 30 years. You don't think they've sat around and gone, you know, we've been here for three decades, and you have always treated us different. Right. And now it may come back to bite you. Because that was the pretty girl you got to dance with you a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And you haven't really done much to make this more alluring. And the question becomes... What could the SEC or the, could the ACC do to get themselves back in the power structure of college football? And there's one thing. What's that? I'll tell you after the break. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. I believe real estate isn't about properties; it's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. 
The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. That we do in the football landscape in college is changing. USC and UCLA want to go from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten as early as two years from now. 2024 could be the time that they uh, jump ship from the Pac-12. And with all of the restructuring, it leaves the ACC the lesser of all of the power conferences. You have one choice. There's only one thing you can do. What's that? You make a godfather offer to Notre Dame. Yes. Anything you want. You keep your media deal. We're separate. We'll negotiate something else with NBC or we'll stay with ESPN. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, and I don't have any inside information on this whatsoever. I don't see how that deal is going to stay up. Mm-hmm. The the ESPN ABC deal. Why would they want to contend against the SEC? They have eight games a weekend that they can just trot out there that will trounce you. Mm-hmm. Best game the ACC has. You're not going to beat half, and even getting Notre Dame, you will not get them away from NBC. And I would say the only way you're going to facilitate this is if you go there and say we will give you the content. You keep the deal with Notre Dame. They keep the money. We'll split what what comes out on the other side. Mm-hmm. And but you throw just aggressive money at Oregon. Or that's what I was getting ready to say. Was that's that's not the only thing they have. I think you can survive with just Notre Dame. I think they always they always had to find a way to bring Notre Dame into the fold with the structures of the super conferences and after the Texas Oklahoma thing. The Oregon thing, I, I did not foresee that. And I don't know how you make that make sense. But money-wise, you got to. You just bring it into the, uh, bring it into the family. Uh, there's been a lot of talk in the chat on the YouTube stream uh, of Rutgers leaves the Big Ten and Maryland leaves the Big Ten. Well, Maryland's got a home in the ACC. We and Maryland's got back. money, but they're not as alluring as, say, Louisville. No. If you lose Louisville to the Big Ten and you gain Maryland, you lost by a pretty aggressive amount. I would agree with that. The, the one thing I will say about Notre Dame is that you have them in a position now that you've never had them in before. Mm-hmm. The ratings have been dropping for years. Why? Because they play in that 330 window against the SEC. Mm-hmm. So NBC is probably going to be in their ear going, hey, how about you uh, how about you go do something about that? Because we're going to need you to. Because yeah. their scheduling just became exponentially harder because USC has shifted. Mm-hmm. And that's a rivalry game they're going to want to keep up. Oh, absolutely. And the ACC, used to, that's the only reason I would keep Boston College around. Because they are a rivalry with Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Got a little something with Syracuse, not anything really to write home about, but right. it's at least something that makes you better than the Big Ten or Big Twelve is going to be. I'm gonna get that right before the show's over. You're still better than the Big Twelve, and you'll be better than the Pac-12. Yes, you're still better than those two. The problem is you're nowhere close to the SEC or the Big Ten now. No, but you can at least stay in the stratosphere. You can at least stay in that ballpark of them where you're worth talking about. Yep. Notre Dame comes in, you can take Clemson off the table. You can take Florida State off the table. You can take Miami off the table. But if you don't do that, 
they're listening. And I promise you they are. Tomorrow, here in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, it is our final two-hour show. Coming up on Tuesday, we will be three to six. Three-hour show, the happy hours that uh, used to only be on the YouTubes. It is now going to be a part of the, uh, the, the broadcast schedule here on ESPN Asheville. And for tomorrow's show, we will put together the Super Conferences. We will put together super conferences, and we will uh, we'll, we'll try to figure you know make heads or tails out of this monumental day in college sports as USC and UCLA have announced that they want to leave the Pac-12 and join the Big Ten. Question of the day: The Twelve Bones Smokehouse and Brewery question of the day is about the NFL and the rookies. Who's the first? Who's the rookie quarterback that's going to play first? in the 2022 season and we will talk about that in the final segment of of this here program we had to rearrange everything because katie just messed up my entire day (laughs) wasted a whole day prepping stuff and we can't even talk about it now and we will continue our uh pre-training camp previews of each and every nfl team we will continue that tomorrow correct here on the sportsocracy on espn Asheville. PhD weight loss program has helped me reshape my body and change my entire life. I still have a hard time wrapping my head around all the weight I have lost in the last 30 weeks. I'm more than 77 pounds down now because of PhD. They've taught me better nutrition and the pounds have just been melting away. When I started the program, my biggest thing wasn't losing copious amounts of weight because I was never overly heavy. I was always just a little chunky. And it led to a series of health problems. I didn't sleep well. My back hurt. Half a year into this program, all of that's gone away. I'm sleeping like a baby. I'm walking golf courses. And it's all thanks to the program and nutrition of PhD weight loss. Thankfully, due to the weight loss, I am more active now than I ever have been in my adult life. Coming up on Monday, I'm going to be doing another 5K. I never thought I'd be the guy that would run or, or that would even walk 5Ks. But here we are, thanks to PhD Weight Loss. Go to myphdweightloss.com. PhD Weight Loss, the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green, Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome in to the program here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The sportsocracy heard everywhere in the Ingalls studio live or on demand on the iHeartRadio app. You can see us as well on YouTube. Just go to the sportsocracy.com, click on the live video link, and don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat the big news of the day out of the nba it's not it's not what we thought it was going to be we thought the the big story out of the nba today was going to be the trade between the atlanta hawks and the san antonio spurs and of course free agency the window officially opening up at six o'clock this evening but then kevin durant drops the bombshell and says i want out He wants to leave the Brooklyn Nets. He has requested a trade, 
and they are working to find trade partners at the moment. Bleacher Report putting out that at least half of the teams in the NBA have already called up the Brooklyn Nets, as they should. And I feel like that's a low number. What are the other half of the teams in the NBA doing if they have not called about this? Well, I guess they either know they're not in the they're not in the sweepstakes or they don't need to. Yeah, they're going. Uh, we could call. This is kind of like me trying to get a Kate with a date with Kate Beckinsale. Right. Uh, I could call. I will either get a voicemail or I will get laughed at. Save your breath. Portland Trailblazers, Sacramento Kings, Orlando Magic. Yeah, you're uh, not in this. We're not Detroit sorry, we're Pistons. not talking to you. <laughs> but we do have official odds from Vegas. Nice. Odds Checker has put out the official odds on Kevin Durant and there are some there are some interesting ones. Interesting ones. Okay. So I would have to imagine that uh the Phoenix Suns have the best odds on the suns not on they have the best odds okay the suns are tied for second at plus 500 really actually there's four of them tied at plus 500 miami heat that's the favorite at plus 300 Ooh. okay uh the lakers nope no really yeah because I mean, the more and more you think about the, what 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 Brooklyn could be getting back in a trade package. It's not as much as you think. No. Well, it's LA, not as much as you think. First off, I don't think L.A. has the they, – they don't have the capital. They have the one thing that none of these other teams can give to the Nets. Okay. A bona fide star. We're the only one that can give you a top ten player in the NBA. Yes, I know he misses a lot of games. I get it. When he's healthy and he's on the floor, he is still one of the 10 best players in this league. Mm-hmm. They're the only team of the – none of the five I'm getting ready to tell you have that. Okay. The Heat are one. The other four are the Suns, who you already said, mm-hmm. the New York Knicks, because who's shocked? The other two are the intriguing ones. Okay. The Atlanta Hawks and the Memphis Grizzlies. Ooh. Memphis is the one that's that's more intriguing. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love to see it. Memphis has has held a soft spot in my heart since I worked in Memphis back in 2005. Grew up, you know, and watched the Grindhouse era with Mike Conley and uh, Pal Gasol and all. Okay. But are they really a contender to get Kevin Durant? They can make the money work. They don't really have a lot that, because they're not going to give up Ja Morant, no. obviously. They're Jaren not going to give up Jaron Jackson. I, I don't think you would give I don't think you have to give up Desmond Bain. And even Dylan Brooks is is tough for me to think about. Well, like, why? He does nothing to benefit me in giving him up in the deal mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I'm Memphis. Mm-hmm. DraftKings has put together deals for virtually all of the teams I just said. Okay. Coming from the Grizzlies, it would be Stephen Adams, Danny Green, Brandon Clark, Zaire Williams, and about 9,000 draft picks. Out. I'm not going to lie to you. The rest of them aren't much better. The Chicago Bulls, who I didn't say, probably have the most formidable offer. Okay. But you have to know that you're just giving up. Mm -hmm. It would be Patrick Williams, Kobe White, DeMar DeRozan, and draft picks. In. 
And I see, mean, compared I, to the other. And see, to me, I I don't really know that I like that any better. Than getting just a bunch of dudes from Memphis? I like Brandon Clark. I've always said that I think he is a he is a position in actually getting able to play away from being really good in this league. Mm-hmm. Patrick Williams can't shoot. Kobe White can't stay on the floor. And DeMar DeRozan's pretty old. DeMar DeRozan yeah, he would, had a he would stay in the this past He year. did, but he would stay with the Brooklyn Nets for about an hour. Mm-hmm. Because the second that trade was made, okay, I want out too. And you got to realize the thing with Kyrie. Now it I don't really know. I don't know how that would work with Ben Simmons. Even let's say he goes, yeah, let's Brooklyn Nets. Woo. So now you have five guys that are going to play heavy minutes for you and none of them can shoot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you ever seen two, three zone played in the NBA? Cause it would be against the Nets. <laughs> you sit out there and shoot threes. Do you get tired of it? The Atlanta Hawks is interesting to me. Because they just made the trade for Deontay Murray from the San Antonio Spurs. So, obviously, that would not be part of it. No. You're not giving up Trey Young. No. He's your cornerstone of your franchise. He's the face of the franchise. So, it will be John Collins. That was the one that it shocked me to see them. And I look, I'm going to squelch this New York Knicks thing. That's not happening. No. They there don't have anything no, to give. Even if they did. I don't care if they have the best offer out there. There is no way the Brooklyn Nets would go, yeah, here's that superstar you've been looking for. And KD wouldn't want to do it in the first place. He wouldn't want to stay in New York. No. Why would I want to? Why? To be on an inferior team in the same irritating market that I've been in? No, I'm, I, I'll, I'll pass. No, you're already, I, I mean, you're already on an inferior team. I mean, I get that the, the prognosticators in Vegas have had you as a favorite to win the NBA title, but... We never thought that was going to work. The deal from Atlanta, they have picks. Mm-hmm. It would be John Collins, Kevin Horter, and some fluff young pieces and draft picks. Next year's next year's first round draft pick. I think they've got another one in twenty twenty nine that they could give up as well. I mean, they gave up three in the deal with San Antonio to get Deontay Murray, which. All of those picks were unprotected as well. Which allows them but more. But you're always going to But be that a, allows them more flexibility to do other things. Sure. Protected picks hemorrhage you in your ability to move anything else. Right. Because you have to have a first-round pick every other year. Mm-hmm. You cannot trade three years' worth of picks in a row. Right. Which I still maintain is the stupidest rule. I know why you do it. I know what happened. I get it. See, and they still have the they still have next year's draft pick as a trade chip because the pick that they traded to the San Antonio Spurs was the one that they got from the Charlotte Hornets. Mm-hmm. So the Hornets pick now belongs to San Antonio next year, and Atlanta still has theirs. San Antonio would see that deal happen and go, no, 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 no. <laughs> we thought he might. Le- we thought Murray might leave. That's the reason we wanted picks later. This is just such an intriguing story to me. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant is a game changer for every team in the NBA. Now, obviously, there are certain teams that don't need it. Golden State, we've been hey, down going path, back to Golden State, it. right? I, I mean, well, they're already set up. I mean, they've got what's left of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. Obviously, uh, Andrew Wiggins is going nowhere. Jordan Poole, 
still going to be a big part of that. James Weissman comes back next year. This team's going to be stacked again. Mm-hmm. Ready to, they, they don't need to do that. Yeah, ready to contend. So they don't need to do that. Milwaukee's another one. Yeah, they don't need to do I, that. I don't know that I would love how that would – you're going to have to gut that team. Mm-hmm. Then you get to the two that to me are just the most – they make the most sense. Phoenix and Miami? Phoenix's deal would be DeAndre Ayton in a sign-and-trade with Jay Crowder, Dario Saric, and Picks. And I'm telling you right now, that does not move me in the least. I look at that and go, yay. So now we now we have a young player that Better. doesn't pair well with the, the other franchise player we have. It could be better than anything you're going to get from anybody else. I mean, at Is least this though? way you're getting a star. Is it, though? Because I didn't think of this. Here's what Miami can offer. Okay. Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and draft picks. See, you get, well, I mean, you get shooters. Mm-hmm. Great. You get shooters around Ben Simmons. But I get a 40-year-old point guard? Well, you get fat Kyle Lowry. Right. Uh, it's, it's always a bad sign when the, the, the president of basketball operations says, Yeah, no, Kyle needs to be a little less, uh, a little less tubby next year. Mm-hmm. Maybe he needs to get hooked up with the Ph.D. weight loss. hundred <laughs> percent. Look like Tank. There is an athlete. Did you ever think there would come a time that I would say Kyle Lowry would want to look like you? No. Did not. Never thought that was going to happen. You have, you know, slid right into, like, James Harden body. Yeah. I kind of have. I've also discovered collarbones. Like, I always knew I had collarbones, but I could never see them before. Spent a lot of time looking at myself in the mirror going, that's that's weird. I don't know. It's just, you know, fat guy problems. You <laughs> He's know. never realized you had them before. Yeah, I've always been a little tubby. I never had that problem. Well, I, I, I never, mean, you used to be an MMA fighter, I too. Never, I mean, I you, did. I, you I, were I, in shape enough to go, hey, I have these things. Like, I, 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 I realize that I have a rib cage now, too. I never looked at myself and went, how is my head held up? No, nope, never did that. <laughs> Mine always just kind of sat on tight. I was kind of like, uh, you know baymax from the uh big hero six movie i don't know what that means yeah it's, i don't know what any of those words yeah mean. i know you don't all the other people who uh have children and have seen that movie know exactly what i'm talking about just a big round thing with a head sticking on top of it Stephen tell said i'm closer to james harden now between the beard and the height I, he has a point that's you know what points for Stephen. true true so what does happen with uh with kevin durant look if if I'm taking any of those deals, those deals that you just said are on the table, I'm taking the Phoenix deal because I still have a young guy who I believe can turn into a star in DeAndre Ayton. I get that he's a center and centers aren't, uh, you know, primo positions in the NBA anymore, but at least it's, at least it's something. It's not a 40 year old point guard and a couple of shooters. I like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, but no, I'm going Phoenix. And see, to me, that's three young. I, I, I'm looking at the 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 Heat deal, going. I'm going to get two young pieces here because I'm going to be bad, mm-hmm. and hope that there's something in Ben Simmons. The Hawks and the the Grizzlies are the two that are really intriguing to me. If you'd have told me that 24 hours ago, I said you're out of your mind. And now the more I'm thinking about it, maybe you're not. Right. If I'm Kevin Durant, they got two young players in, in both places that I can tie myself to. And- if you're the NBA, if you're Adam Silver right now, 
How are you hoping that this pans out? L.A. Lakers. This is not a, even think. Okay. Don't even have to think about that. Okay. Where would I rather one of my superstars go? One, three of the five markets I said are the smallest markets in the NBA that have very good regional following, but they don't really play nationally. Uh, it would be the Lakers one with a absolute bullet. Mm-hmm. The Heat two. And that's it. See, the Heat would be my one, and the Atlanta Hawks would be my two. Atlanta's not the market you think it is. I mean, Atlanta's a good market, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I like Atlanta. They have never supported this team. And, and, and now, granted, they would for a time. Exactly. But it still wouldn't sell nationally. you got to understand that that regional base is good. They're not a national brand. By any stretch of the imagination, they're not even close. I would argue they're one yeah. of the five ish worst followed teams in the league hmm. but i feel like getting kevin durant would change all of that it i mean would, think about but, think back to the 1980s look both you and i were both just mere children and you weren't even born i couldn't for most speak of in the, the 80s right i was gonna say you weren't even born for most of the the heyday of the atlanta hawks and i get that they were popular back in the 70s as well but but I'm thinking Spud Webb, Dominique Wilkins era. That's been a long time ago. It has been a long time ago, but they were a growing brand. They were a building brand, and there were there was a lot of Atlanta Hawks paraphernalia. It just out never there. grew. No, I mean it in didn't terms because of, because that all ended. In terms of what the league wants, this would give Golden State a ready-made. This would give you a villain. Mm-hmm. That that's why LA's the winner, but not even close, because now you have that bad guy. Yes. The bad guy I was talking about throughout the entire playoffs of the reason this is rating like dog water, because you don't have anybody to be mad at. Mm-hmm. There, there's nobody that I hate. Kevin Durant is going to be hated virtually anywhere he goes. The problem is if he goes to Miami, there's nobody else to hate there. Pat Riley is likable. Uh, he just is. He, he's like your grandfather's age and he looks like he's about my age. Right. I, I don't I don't see a villain there. And then you get lost in the muck of the of the Eastern Conference. Now, if he goes out west, now it's Golden State, it's L.A., and then all of these spunky little upstarts trying to knock them off. Mm-hmm. Another team that I've been – now, have, do not ask me how this would work because I have no idea. A team that apparently is going to ag- adre- aggressively pursue this is the Dallas Mavericks. What in the world would you give them? We'll give you Tim Hardaway. And um, Dorian Finney-Smith. We'll give you Tim Hardaway and a Dirk Nowitzki signed rookie card that you could sell for like a million and a half dollars. Mark Cuban will endorse all of your companies right. through Shark Tank from here right. on. I was going to say maybe some of those businesses that uh, Mark Cuban has invested in through the Shark Tank. They'll give them a piece of those. I, I have no idea. The Dallas Mavericks would be interesting. But again, what's the package? What package could you put together that would even get them interested? I don't see it because Brooklyn, as you've said, has to get their end out of this deal as well. It's a developing story here on the day that free agency officially opens in the NBA. All starts at 6 o'clock tonight, but Kevin Durant has requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets and the offer's are rolling in coming up next here on espn Asheville, jeremy's gonna step aside for a few we're gonna we're gonna talk some baseball with caleb p if cleanliness is next to godliness look around the car right now 
Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. At Ingalls, we know that big dreams don't always make it to the big leagues. But we also know that baseball, it's family. It's about building character. And as sure as there'll be some stumbles on that journey from first to home, we'll be right there cheering you on. This is baseball, and this is who we are. Ingalls, we're with you every step of the way. The sportsocracy. That's the f- way I feel when my team wins. And if I f-ing want to jump up and down when my f-ing team wins, and if I want to hug my f-ing players when they f-ing do good, I'm going to do it. Ah, the famous Tommy Lasorda rant about the nose. Ah, tell him, Tommy. I love baseball. I love baseball, and it's finally getting into the into the time of baseball where I care. Like right now, as we're getting down toward the all-star break and we're a good 80 games into the schedule and everything, it's, it's now starting to get hot and heavy. And what did I tell you two weeks ago when we talked on this program, I told you I didn't care because what, what was happening with my team, the Boston Red Sox, everybody was flipping out that they're not contenders and what's wrong with them. And Oh, lo and behold, two weeks later, you're 10 games above 500. You're in second place in the AL East, and Chris Sale's coming back. Uh, feel pretty good right now. Only gets better from here. Eight, what, what is it? Uh, well, they lost two games ago, but before that, they were on quite the streak. I think they're 8-2 and two in their last 10. Yep. Rafael Devers has been getting back to Rafael Devers' form. And mm-hmm. it, yeah, the, the the mountain peak only gets higher with, with Chris Sale coming back. I mean, you've already got Eovaldi dealing the way that he's dealing. Uh-huh. My goodness. Where did Boston come from? I mean, it's... Uh, we've always been here. It's just, it's sometimes it takes a little time to get into the full swing of things. And, you know, maybe that's one of the one of the things that baseball purists love about the 163-game schedule is that you don't have to be great from the jump. You know, I mean, think back to the to the 60-game season that we had with the with the lockout and the 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 coronavirus thing. I mean, that's the only year in the last 15 years that the Florida or excuse me, the Miami Marlins have been worth a damn because I mean, the short schedule, it, you know, it's got its, its drawbacks and its benefits depending on who you are. But anyhow, it's neither here nor there. Baseball is uh, in full swing. Obviously we're getting close to trade deadline talks and all of that. Who could be the guys that move? I'm sure we'll be, uh, discussing that later on but today i want to focus on freddie freeman because he has been in the news the last week because he made the return with the los angeles dodgers to atlanta it was very uh very emotional very i mean watching him up there just crying about not being a brave anymore and all of the emotions that he was feeling as they presented him with the ring and and all of that was great and then start of this week he fires his agent and everything is starting to tie back to 
the reunion or the return home that he had last weekend. Yeah, I mean, no doubt about it. Now, for one thing, all the crying and everything, I mean, I get it. Four, four standing ovations over a three-game series with the Dodgers. A few tears are shed in the beginning. I mean, but toward the end, it gets a little bit annoying. I mean, I, I understand you're emotional, but you've also got to go out there and, and show me a little bit of, of, of pride in your masculinity as well. But I mean, I get it. I get it. Freddie, <laughs> so you're saying just wipe the tears away and be a man. That You wow. had to say it for me. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's a little much. I mean, I appreciate Freddie as much as any any other fellow Atlanta Braves fan, but we got we to gotta dry it up at some point. But it's now it's been a revolving door of emotions as a fan as well though because we haven't really known what the truth is it seemed kind of fishy at the at the very beginning of all this when freddie just departs atlanta you know it's like Mm -hmm. oh you won't give me the money that i want i'm gonna go to la Uh, other players that's how they roll that's their playbook but that's not really the freddie freeman way of doing things it's not not what you expect from the quote-unquote nicest guy in the league who quote-unquote loves this city so much you're just gonna tuck tail and run well now it seems that may that may not have been the case but like i was i I was talking with jeremy about this a few minutes ago before we went on it's is it immoral for this agent to hold that information from freddie sure it is i mean if if he's paying you to represent him you should probably give him all the information that you have but is it illegal well no not really i mean actually not at all what happened is completely above board and this is where you as a player have to understand that the agent works for you and not the other way around. You're not his puppet. You're not going to dance for him and make him as much money as he can make. You need to tell your agent, this is what I want. I need you. You're going to give him a low ball number. This is as little as I'm willing to accept and go find me what I need. If you're Freddie Freeman and you want to stay in Atlanta that bad, you have to make that very, very clear to your agent here. You've got to say, I want to stay in this city. I need an increase. And because I'm paying you all this money, you need to do that for me. And at, 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 at that point, if your agent can't do that, that's when you cut ties with him and find a new one instead of going along with the deal that he's brokered that you aren't happy with at all. And it's clear that Freddie Freeman is not happy in Atlanta or in, in Los Angeles. Right. I mean, the pictures tell the tale. Oh, yeah. The He's pictures, miserable. Yeah, the pictures going around social media of him being detached from the team and just sitting about, sitting back away from his teammates on the bench and all that kind of stuff. Um, you can't really – I mean, I, I can't really blame him. I always felt like Freddie Freeman belongs in Atlanta, and I know every Atlanta Braves fan feels the same way. He's a homegrown talent, and that's – not what we do here we as as the Atlanta Braves we don't we don't give up on our guys you know we keep them as long as we possibly can and was he lowballed by the organization yeah I mean to a degree Mm, I mean if you got one team that's willing to give him 180 million dollars and you got another team that's willing to give him 140 I would say that's a little bit of a lowball but the reports that came out uh, from Doug Gottlieb of all people uh saying that the agent withheld the final offer from Freddie Freeman from the Atlanta Braves. The agent is now suing Doug Gottlieb. Like he's, I don't know if a suit has been filed already or what, but basically Doug Gottlieb is out here spreading lies is what the agent says. And I don't, I don't know that I, I don't know whose side to believe in all of this, but I will tell you one side that I'm definitely on. It's Freddie Freeman's. I'm always going to be on Freddie Freeman's side. And Freddie's not happy in L.A. He wanted to stay in Atlanta. 
and I feel like he's the one that's got to step up and, and set the record straight on that. Well, he's the only one who can, because here's the question you've got to ask. Why would Freddie Freeman lie about this? What's his motivation? He's already fired his agent. Mm-hmm. What's the motivation, this Casey Close character, why would you lie about this if you're Freddie Freeman? I mean, you have to come out and, and set it, like you said, set it straight one way or the other. And if if you are lying about this, I need to know why. I mean, none of this makes sense because Freddie Freeman, it, it, it's not his fight anymore. Everything is settled. The contract has been signed. There is no way out of this. And if I'm Freddie Freeman, what's even more worrisome is the fact that even if you didn't know about this deal that had been offered from Atlanta, the one you the one you got in L.A. is actually probably going to be worth less yep. than the deal that you were offered. I mean, when it comes down to it, I think Absolutely. it's 162 million in LA. And so that's 22 million more than the highball offer he was given from Alex Anthopoulos at 140 million for the I think uh, I think the same time, maybe a year less or so. Um so but after state taxes are applied in California, that money is dropped anyway mm-hmm. in addition to however many millions of dollars it's 57 million per year deferred i mean it's basically a bobby bonilla contract where for the next i think six to seven years after freddie's retirement he's guaranteed 57 millions 57 million per year so that money is deferred to the end of the career and that really comes off the top line so over the course of his playing career he's still in the 140 million dollar range right to play in a city that's going to charge him more to live there mm-hmm. and where he really doesn't want to be. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest issue with this if I'm Freddie Freeman. It's, you know, I, I don't really care what games you're playing behind the back, but this comes down to financials. I mean, you have you have screwed me out of this much money because that's not that's not money that's going to affect Casey Close. All this extra money, he he draws commission off of the 162 figure. It doesn't matter how many how much taxes Freddie right. Freeman pays. It's costing him more to take a deal that's going to uh, that's going to end up amounting to less. And that is the thing that I would be super hot-headed about. Well, when you say, you said earlier that the question was, was was him, if he did, withhold that final contract offer from Atlanta? Was it immoral? I mean, there are no morals in the sports agency business. Not when you're making a business decision. Right. We all know this. I mean, these guys have sports agents for one sole purpose. And that's to get me the most money. If you didn't, then you would go the Lamar Jackson route and have your mom do your deals or whatever. The The reason that these guys sign with guys like Drew Rosenhaus is, and Scott Boris in baseball terms, the, the reason you do this is so you can get the most money. So if the Braves were offering $25 million less or more, then I, I don't even need to tell Freddie about that. And it again, like I'm saying, that it's up to Freddie to make that determination. It, because in baseball, let's let's talk about it like this: in football, your legacy can follow you to different cities. You, we watched Peyton Manning do it from the Colts to the Broncos, and he's revered just as much as a Bronco as he was as, as an Indianapolis Colt. I mean, mm-hmm. Tom Brady, you know, ditches New England to go to Tampa Bay, wins a ring. He's still Tom Brady, and the legacy remains intact. But in baseball, it's it's much more about the geographical location. I mean, Derek Jeter spends. I talked about this yesterday on Chew on that. His entire life as a Yankee, one of the greatest pens, one of the greatest men to ever don the pinstripes. Yep. How much would that legacy have been defamed? How much would it would it have been you know graffitied all over had he gone to Arizona or, or San Francisco to close out you know the twilight of his career? Or you know it 
it's as simple as that. It's all about the fan base because that's what baseball is. It's so emotionally attached to where you come from and where you grew up. I mean, Mm -hmm. the, the organization really that raised you as a player. And Jeter was one of those guys who had this uh, the, had Casey Close represent him since he was 18 years old. I mean, Jeter is one of the men that made him as wealthy as he is. I think he's got a, a net worth of 1.2 billion or somewhere in there, depending on who you ask. So, it, it's all about what you know. You as a player decide your legacy. It's not up to anyone else. It's not up to the circumstances around you. You have to dictate how great of a player you're going to be, both in the in the terms of the history books, as far as statistics and numbers are concerned, and in the eyes of the fan base. Freddie Freeman's legacy would have been would have been a hell of a lot more intact had he remained an Atlanta Brave. He realizes that now, and now the damage is done. It's irreparable. You will never be able to get back to to being the only you know, the Atlanta Braves are the only team you've ever played for mm-hmm. that's over that that's out the window now and that is going to be a tarnish on his legacy for the rest of his life yeah I don't know if it's so much a a tarnish I, I mean it's gonna it's gonna depend on what he does in LA I mean if he goes to LA and he completely fades away and is no longer the all-star that he was in Atlanta then then sure it'll be a a black mark on his career but I mean how many times have we seen superstar players change teams over their career and still have you know a great legacy I mean hell the greatest pitcher of all time or at least in the modern era was Nolan Ryan and he played for how many different teams yeah but you only think about him with the Rangers his his glory years were with Texas I mean, he, you know, he had the, the the early years with the Mets, and then he was a superstar with the Astros. And, yeah, the Texas Rangers, we think about that because it's the last thing that we saw. You know, he had a, what was it, a 26-year career mm-hmm. from 1968 to, what, I don't even remember when he retired, but I, mean, I, was, a- I was a kid when that happened. I don't even think you were born when he retired, so... <laughs> yeah, maybe See, not. You at least had to think I've watched about a lot it. of ESPN Classic. Right. Yeah. You at least had to think about it. I mean, because when you think of Nolan Ryan, I mean, that's just that's the best footage that we have. We have a lot of great footage from the 1960s with the Mets. Yeah. And, well, it's it's positional too. I oh, mean, Nolan I, Ryan I is a pitcher. The, I've even forgot the Angels. He was with the Angels for several years. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the same thing. But you compare football to baseball. The pitcher is the quarterback of the of the baseball team, if you will, because. Peyton ditches Indy and goes to Denver. Does Denver win that Super Bowl without Peyton Manning? Absolutely not. Yeah. Does Tom Brady or do, does, uh, do the Buccaneers win that Super Bowl without Tom Brady? No. Absolutely not. Does L.A., are the Dodgers capable of winning a World Series without Freddie Freeman? Absolutely they are. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. You can't say that for Atlanta. I mean, last year, if without Freddie Freeman, the Braves do not hoist the commissioner's trophy. It's that simple. Even though he had the drought, I mean, the drought that would not end through the early portions of the World Series going back to the NLCS. It was it was a struggle. It was brutal watching that. And still, the rally to come back the last three games of that series and do what he did to mm-hmm. cement the legacy, mm-hmm. the Braves could not have won the World Series without Freddie Freeman. So that's something else that plays into the legacy. Right. Um, we had, uh, we, I guess we had our biggest dust-up of the season over the weekend. <laughs> you could say that. The Angels and the Mariners got into a big brawl. Jack which... Del Rio over here with his dust-up. <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that. I love it. I didn't it. even think about that. Um, but, yeah, you had that. And the, uh, the the guy that broke his elbow, I told that story on uh, Just a Bit Outside mm-hmm. yesterday. Crazy. Idiot. Insane. Total idiot. 
Um, but as far as on the field action goes, what's uh, what's your biggest takeaway here as we close out uh, this week's week in baseball? I know you're a Boston Red Sox guy. Of course. I'm keeping a close, close eye on the New York Yankees because, I mean, how do you justify this? How how do you put this into words, what we've seen over the last week? I mean, this is a team that went from having some trouble scoring runs earlier in the season. Now Aaron Judge is firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. I mean, yak after yak after yak. He's, he's hitting miles worth of home runs. And yet Houston comes into the Bronx and does exactly to New York what they did just about 19 years ago to the day. The Yankees have only been shut out twice, or excuse me, no hit, twice since 1958 twice the the last two times have both come at the hands of the houston astros and against one of the hottest lineups and against a team that a lot of pundits are legitimately saying could be the best team to ever play Mm -hmm. in the major leagues which is just you think about all that history and that is a lot to wrap your mind around but i'm inclined to believe them just because of the sheer amount of firepower that uh that that Ryan Cashman has put together that was as much money as they're spending I mean they're going back to the 1990s version of uh, of the Yankees with the the type of money ball that they're playing and just to watch them have nothing for Houston that day a uh, uh, no hitter by committee three different pitchers and it was just they the amount of pop in that bat it was it was nowhere to be seen no, and what was it the next game it was they were two outs away Mm-hmm. They were two outs away from another no hitter, right? And then and, Aaron, it. and then Aaron Judge hits the walk off. Who else, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is what we're going to see from the eventual world champions this year. I mean, how often have you been able to? Can we? How often have we have, have we been able to talk about something like this? A team this good is absolutely dominated. And then they turn around and just get right back to their old ways. I mean, they're mm-hmm. scoring in double digits again. It's like they never left. Offensively, the Yankees are only going to get better. Once you get everyone contributing, Joey Gallo, <laughs> excuse me, I'm allergic to offensive inability. Once he finds his wills, the Yankees are only going to get better. Once Gio Urshela really gets his his bat popping once again, the Yankees are only going to get better. The pitching staff is is incredible. I mean, it's Nestor Madness out there. Nestor Cortez, or what? what, what is his name? I think that's his name. Yeah, yeah Nestor Cortez. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. I mean, he came out of nowhere. He was the prospect that no one thought – would ever amount to anything he was a he was a middle reliever at best and you know coming into the league and now look at him he's blowing guys away right and left so the Yankees are just this team that I don't know how to put my finger on this year the one thing I do know is that they are really really damn good and they are only going to get better the closer we get to the postseason yep and uh you know barring barring any injuries um this team looks like they are on a collision course to represent the American League in the World Series at least and then it comes down to can they win a seven-game series against maybe the Los Angeles Dodgers? Dare I say, we might have a Subway series again because the Mets don't look like they're going away either. We will continue our uh, weekly updates of this week in baseball here on uh, ESPN Asheville and the Sportsocracy with Mr. Caleb Peak. I know we got to let you get back to the uh, to the blood drive. So haven't passed out yet. I've still got like thirty minutes left to go. What, what, but what, never say never. Have you have you given your limit today? <laughs> not yet. not yet i've been waiting not yet. saving the best for last so trinity baptist church over in west asheville is uh is the uh blood drive today give the uh specifics so people can stop by and give 
No, it's uh, well, we're going to be out there until six o'clock with uh, Eddie and Amanda from Kiss Country are on site right now. Uh, it's going on until seven o'clock tonight. And uh, I'm a positive, so they really don't need my blood that much. But if you are an O positive or something like that, God bless you. We can use you. So come on out. Uh, we are at Trinity Baptist Church over on Shelburne, Shelburne Road, but there's about five different locations around the area that are accepting right now. So be, uh, be kind, save a life and, you know, Maybe the the favor could be returned one day. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Fans of the sportsocracy, it's time for the 4th of July summer sales event at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Great prices on new and used vehicles, and they're paying top dollar for your trade. Our friends at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville are paying an extra $250 for your used vehicle just to show their love for fans of our show. Mention this ad and tell them the Sportsocracy sent you. Visit them online at AndersonNissan.com at their 629 Brevard Road location or give them a call 365-1663. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, And there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Uh, Welcome back into the Sportsocracy on ESPN. Asheville heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and seen everywhere on YouTube. And as always, coming to you live from the Ingalls studio, Ingalls supermarkets, low prices, love the savings, and an Ohio man. This is the weirdest thing I think I've ever heard, but here you go. This and came o- from the angry news gnome, Mark Starling. An Ohio man barely escaped death after hearing a mysterious whistling noise that was coming from his pants region. The man heard what he described as a hissing sound emanating from his scrotum and was rushed to the emergency room. Doctors found that he had excessive amounts of air in his body causing his lungs to collapse. And an old open wound on the side of the man's scrotum was found to be causing the cause of the whistling noise. After three days in the hospital, his lungs had recovered, and he was released in good condition. Now, I have several questions. Yep, that when this off, story was brought to me, I think you can assume which line in that story I went, or Yeah, um, now, look. I've heard of whistling while you work, but this is completely different. Um, <laughs> that would freak me out, obviously. Uh, yes, that uh, would be the end for me. But how do you have, I mean, this is not an, it's not described in the story as an old wound. It's an old open wound. How do you not know? I, how do you not I, know that you have an open wound and how old are we talking here? I mean, is this like you cut yourself shaving a couple of weeks ago, or has he just been walking around with a hole in his scrotum for the last year and a half? I, I'm going to be honest with you. I am mortified by the sight of blood, so uh, it, uh, out. Right, and you would think open wound, that means it's actively bleeding. Uh, out. 
You've been doing this for a while, and you just now went to the doctor? <sighs> wow. Just wow. I'm, I mean, I'm glad the guy's okay. But, yeah, you never want to hear strange wind coming from weird places on your body. Bingo. Thomas W. Lee, he's 39, from Virginia Beach, Virginia. He has pleaded no contest to two dozen charges stemming from a September car chase. He led police on a 40-mile chase that topped over 100 miles an hour multiple times. But that's not what I'm telling the story. Okay. He appeared in a Westmoreland County courtroom on Tuesday. He said he stole the car for the chase, quote, because he was tired of walking. I'm not sure I would have said that to a judge. That's not the weirdest thing he said to the judge. When asked why he was tired of walking, he said, I thought I was a time traveler because I was on drugs. I wasn't trying to hurt anyone. I was trying to save my son. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Officers pursued him on the Pennsylvania Turnpike until he hit a spike strip laid across the highway. He had then attempted to run away, but officers tased him, took him into custody, and charges were filed. Now, my first question was, how old is his son? And I scrolled to the bottom of the story. He didn't have one. He didn't have a so son. So he thought he was a time traveler trying to save his son. That is my justification for why I did crimes. So but, he doesn't have a son yet. But wait, you don't, you don't have a kid. So. Yeah, but he's from the future, so he's trying to save his future son. See, yeah. this is why I could never be a judge. Because somebody would bring that to me and I would go to life. <laughs> it is decided. No, institutional, in, institutionalize them. Thought you were a time traveler. What, you went full John Connor? Yeah. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> don't do drugs, okay? Do, just don't do crimes. Drugs are it's, bad. it's a very umbrella statement. It's why we love it so much. Don't do crimes. Drugs are bad, okay? Because they might lead you to, you know, biting your cousin's ear off, which was the other story that Jeremy gave me. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell that story tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, it is, uh, it's been an eventful day here in the sportsocracy. We've had the USC-UCLA discussion. More coming up on that tomorrow as we will, we will lay forth for you the super conferences and how we see that they should be laid out. Uh, basically, I'm going to build four super conferences and I'm going to kill the rest of college football. Sorry. Just the way it is. It is the way it is. We all knew that this was coming when the SEC did what they did with Texas and Oklahoma. You know, instead of one super conference, though, as I thought, we're going to end up with a few super conferences competing for national championships and everybody else. Y'all can go play in those little bowl games. Yeah, you can go, go play, play in the, the uh, Tropicana Orange Juice Bowl. <laughs> the Tax Slayer Bowl. Is that even still a thing? Is Tax Slayer even still a I thing? I have no idea. I have no idea, but yeah, we'll do that tomorrow on the program as well as continue our training camp previews for the NFL. We were going to do the Raiders and the Cardinals today, but we'll do those tomorrow. Raiders and the Cardinals previews coming up tomorrow and the 12 bone smokehouse and brewery question of the day today is when will the rookie quarterbacks play this year? Who'll be the first one who will be the first one to see the field? So Put your answers into the uh, YouTube stream, into the comments. Subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can get into the comments and you can enter yourself into 
uh, today's contest, as well as uh, replying on all of our social medias. You can, can reply on the social medias. That will be a topic we'll dis- discuss tomorrow. Obviously, Kevin Durant turned this show a little cattywampus, as did USC and UCLA. It's been an eventful day. It has been. I'm, t- I'm, I'm tired. You're, t- you're tired. You're just tapped out. But you know what else I am? What? I think I'm a little angry. Dirty, perky, shark, and back flat. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Dirty, shark, and back flat. Let the hate flow through you. It didn't even take two full hours. It didn't take two hours from the time that Kevin Durant's request to be traded turned into the stupidest conversation you could possibly have. Well, did he make a mistake leaving the Golden State Warriors? No, he didn't make a mistake leaving the Warriors. That relationship had run its course. I don't know why people forget this. You do realize he fought with one of the players on the team, on the court, in that final year. This was, you're not invited back. You're going to have to go somewhere else because we're tired of you. The mistake that he made was tying himself to a lunatic like Kyrie Irving and going to a loser franchise like the Brooklyn Nets. And now the only thing I can hope, maybe, just maybe, on what will now be your fourth team, you will finally find the ability to be a team leader in your age 34 season. And I'm not going to lie to you, I really hope it's with the Memphis Grizzlies or the Atlanta Hawks. Phoenix is cute, but nobody wants DeAndre Ayton. He's a typewriter. You're a great center. In 1984, you would have been a fantastic player in this league. Now you're a dinosaur. And there's no way the Brooklyn Nets are building a deal around you. Kevin, just, okay, maybe think about the location before you agree to this trade. I'm mad. If I'm Kevin Durant, I don't know that, I mean, obviously it matters. But as long as I'm out of Brooklyn... I don't think I care. For me, as long as I'm away from Kyrie Irving. Just don't send me anywhere with him. I am well, tired of that guy. Now, wait a minute. I thought this was a this was a package deal. I, In some I, didn't say where, I didn't say where it was headed. I said what I would do. Oh. If it's me, I don't care where you send me. I'll right. play with Trey Young and Deontay Murray. I'll play with John Morant and Jaron Jackson. I think the best fit is probably in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he would want to continue to play with Kyrie Irving. That has made no sense to me whatsoever. Well, and that's the other layer of this to me that's so interesting. All right, let's, so every team in the league is called on on Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. The only team that was interested in Kyrie was the Lakers. Yeah, because so of what happens there? All right, so let's say this Durant deal happens in the next forty eight hours, and he's shipped off to let's say it's Atlanta. Now, what do you do with Kyrie? Or are you really going to try to sell me on you're going to go Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons? John Collins, Kevin Horder. Congratulations. The play-in game has your name written all over it. No doubt. But actually, that might be best-case scenario for Brooklyn. After they lose Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, depending on what they can get back in that deal, that might be best-case scenario for them. That would be the most Brooklyn Nets thing ever. You, over the course of time, had four or five very high-level players, three of them being superstars, mm-hmm. and you found a way to hold on to the two that can't play together. There is nothing in the history of the NBA that would be more Brooklyn Nets. Oh, wait, trading 11 Julian first-round picks, two of whom became franchise cornerstone players for your biggest rival, for 97-year-old Paul Pierce and 106-year-old Kevin Garnett. Oh, yeah. 
Same team. You can't let that go, can you? Never will. No. No, you can't let that go. And uh, we'll never let you go here on the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Never going to let you go. We'll be back with you tomorrow at 3 o'clock for the final episode of the Sportsocracy that's just two hours long. Never going to run around. Tuesday at all changes. We go from 3 to 6 in the afternoon. And hurt you. And we will be back tomorrow at 3 o'clock here on ESPN Asheville.